It's the Tiltcast, episode 399. Bread and milk! And this week, guys, we talk The Outer Worlds, emergency. more Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, oh and Stellaris. What am I going to do? Stay tuned. What am I going to do? I need my bread and milk. Wow, you guys were slow on that one. Hey. It's Stillcast. <laughs> it's Stillcast. November 1st at 9.39 No, not November. It is November. No, not November. No, not November. I, I guess that's a thing. I found on the internet, apparently, that's no, not November. I failed already. Anywho. I'm Nas. <laughs> I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And together, you're going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit, bullshit. and some news and some games. It's an M-rated show for the uninitiated, and if you don't like any kind of cursing or dumb stories or dick jokes, then you're probably going to want to fuck right off. Basically, <laughs> so if you don't like fuck, sh- fuck shit and pussy, stay away. Pretty much all the of the- time that we said pussy. Wow. I don't know. He just did? Yeah. Okay. There you now, go. Now, now we've reset. It, days since pussy- Zero. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is a video game podcast. It and is. my fiance is out of town, so yes, that uh, countdown's been going for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well then, we get to get started. Yeah, you know what's really fucked up about this week? So everything, I, everything. I agree. So. We got our first little flurries the other day. I know. It and, fucking snowed, man. What? Yeah, in Tulsa since, like, fucking 2000. People were, like, going to the store, buying milk and bread. Yeah, bread and milk. Bread and milk, man. Bread and milk. Oh, my God. So, bread the flurries milk. started falling, what, third? Wednesday. Wednesday night. I remember vividly. Mm. My wife starts freaking out. Oh, the snow's falling. It's oh, going to be slick in the morning. I'm like, it's not sticking it's, to the road. It's not even cold enough to do it that. It hasn't been cold long enough for it to stick. No, it's from it's a northerner. It's going to melt the second it hits the ground. From a northerner. The ground is too warm for that shit to happen. No. I wasn't it, even worried that it was going to ice. Dude. Now, it was just enough to make my door stick and have to pry it open in the morning. But that was about it. Boo fucking who, dude. I fucking work at a place that produces steam on the regular. My car was fucking covered in a very thin coat of glass. It was awesome. (laughs) Well, and to speak to that, you're talking, I guess, the three of us are all migraine prone for one reason or another, right? Yeah, of course. You you with with lightning, me with... car wreck and you probably because of lightning uh, you definitely because of the car wreck yeah and then and you're just an hereditary. anomaly no, no mine's actually hereditary that's just a that's just a great way of my, saying you're strange mine's a combination between hereditary and just how much i fucked up my back and shoulders playing football you're strange just to, all that just all that being it. said though like i've been own it I've been waiting on this damn motherboard Live it. forever. Right? Yes. And I went home early from work, which is not normal for me, on Wednesday. The temperature change was coming on pretty strong, and that usually is what triggers my migraines, something fierce. Oh, something fierce. Something fierce. Man, we're getting old. Yeah, something <laughs> fierce. <laughs> yeah, and when it does, though, like I, 
I went home and I tried to pass out and succeeded, succeeded a little bit. Dude. Right. What? The twang is coming what out. What is happening? You right. all, deter- all of a sudden went southern on me. Well, I, considering where we live. Golly. Well. Gosh, golly, darned it. Well. <laughs> I pay some tribute to Earl. <laughs> well. Well. Um, but yeah. Listen to episodes like 150 through like 250, and you'll hear a lot of Grandpa Earl. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really bad. And to make matters worse, when I got home, um, the garage door wouldn't open. I didn't have my house keys on me because I usually open my garage door, drive in. Terrible excuse. Well, no, it's worse than that. It's not an excuse. The garage door wouldn't open because it was stuck. Okay. And I couldn't get it open. Freaking Hulk that shit then. I tried, and with a migraine, that was excruciating. I'm sure. Um, Couldn't get it open. I got to the point where I got kind of depressed and just went in my car and fell asleep. You passed out in your car in your own fucking yard, dude. Yeah. You're like, I can't even fucking deal with this right now. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even deal with this right now. Fuck this shit. You know what? I woke up. And then I was like, "What am I doing?" So I called my dad. I was like, "Dad, what you doing?" And he's like, "Uh, it's you know, it's been raining, so I don't, I can't work." My dad does home remodels. Right. I was like, "Can you come to the house?" And he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, I explained the situation." He's like, "Okay, I'll we'll figure something out." It's like, well, even if we have to break the back window, he's like, "I can replace it." Okay, well, just whatever. I just I got a migraine. I need to go to bed. He's like, "Okay." So he came over and together, me and him, hulked the door up. Um, and it bent inwards. Oh, no. And I was able to get the release from it bending inwards on the top. Oh, no. So so now you're so, fucking no, here's the, screwed. Here's the, here's the really fucked up thing. So when I got it up, we got it up about a foot high. Uh-huh. And my fat ass squeezed underneath it in a, it was just like I popped through. I, like it's, like I'd been watching, you know, I, I'm going to go through the whole mouse ex- issue that I had recently, uh, too. <laughs> But, like, I've been watching videos on how small a hole a mouse can get into. Yes. And I just tried the same method. as like, if my head will get through, the rest of me will get through. That's not always true, dude. Not on humans. <laughs> so, like, I had to, like, suck way in. Yeah. And, like, kind of flatten it, out at the same time. It, I just, like, deflated myself <laughs> to get underneath the door. Would it not have been better for you to stay in the pain to hold the door up while your dad slunk under the door? Uh, my dad's old. Yeah, my dad's over 60. Uh, yeah, wouldn't have done that. I don't want to fuck up his knees. And, you know, I'm more. Will you stop beating the fucking <laughs> tail? Is just, like, hitting all the cables. So I squeezed under, got in, and then checked it out. And I guess some point um, my garage door, the the spring snapped, and all the cables are all sorts of fucked up in there. Oh. So, so yeah. here in a couple of days, I'm going to have somebody come down here and charge me money to charge, fix the, the door. Charge me a money. Charge me money that I didn't want to spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, 200 yeah. plus dollars. Yeah. I start saying new openers start at like 200 bucks. And... Yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens. This may be, I just paid off my credit cards. I'm going to be putting shit on the credit cards oh, again. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, that was... Some non-quality of life things that happen. Uh, the, the wonders of being a homeowner. And I wanted to be, you know, you know dicking around and having fun that night. You know, yeah. like I wanted to, like, I'll just sleep this off because it was pretty excruciating at work and I just couldn't deal under the fluorescent uh, lights. Well, I understand. And I was like, man, I'll sleep this off. And then by midnight, I'll get up and roam around a little bit, eat myself some food. I did wake up at midnight and cook myself a steak almost yeah. in perfect darkness. Uh, I was an experience. It, I had the candle if, going. Uh, and I was like feeling it, 
and testing it with my thumb. If, really? If there is one thing Rusty and I cannot give you shit for, it's how you operate when, when you have a migraine. Because trust me, we have done some pretty interesting uh, Alexa, Alexa definitely understands when I say, Alexa, lights to 10%. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. I hung out in here a little bit with the dog, and so me and the pup. The puppy usually doesn't leave my side when you know I'm here by well, myself. I mean, this is like the greatest migraine room. It, it really is. is. There is like zero light penetration. Zero it's light penetration, no penetration in here. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, this is a no penetration zone for sure. Um, yeah, it, it looks. It exudes nerdiness, uh, but it also is blacked out. It's and, blacked out, and it's you know sound dampened. So yeah, if you're curious. All the pictures we post from in here. It, it does look something weird. Yeah. Well, well I mean, we didn't call it the sex dungeon for a reason. Yeah. Where uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, pro- his so, girlfriend comes home. His fiance comes home. He's going to hang a swing from the <laughs> from the hooks. from the from the hooks. <laughs> God, I can't believe that's. What I'm we're just doing. saying, like. <laughs> I, right I can't there. believe that's the solution we came up with for this room, honestly. But. It is the most sex dungeonist rooms of dungeon rooms. It is. Well, it's for, well, for, so if you're curious, like you room. can't really tell from the pictures we post on Twitter. Right. But well, and there's... for anyone who ha- who hasn't heard uh, from a, about a couple hundred episodes back, Rusty and I literally came in here the first Christmas Justin had this house. Yep. And... I hung two by fours along the top of his wall. Yeah, pretty much all the way around. We just screwed hooks into the into the damn two by fours. Well, and hung sound dampening sound dampening blankets from those hooks. So, yeah, and these are all. I don't know where the fuck you guys bought them, but they work really well. Uh, I found them online for not too bad. They were, I think, they were about forty bucks a blanket, and we've got. Four blankets, I think. Yeah, he's got the link somewhere in his fucking yeah, it's somewhere Google account. But either way, like it was the perfect solution for this room. Yeah, it was. But just looks kind of weird. Well, I mean, the the only thing we've got hanging up is like Holly donated a Brotherhood of Steel flag. Yep. um, That you can hang from the hooks, right? Yep. And then we've got another one hanging from the hooks, which is the Assassin's Creed three flag because. Regardless um, of the game, the flag is kind of cool. Yeah. So we've I got mean, a about couple the of flags. The only thing I haven't, I keep forgetting to do is bring like the, the really thick picture wire, uh, and hang your Zelda shield on. Zelda it. Oh, shield. Oh yeah, I guess we could do that in here too. Yeah. Although I don't, we'd want to put it in a place where it didn't reflect sound. No, it, I don't, I don't think it would, it would be, that, be that bad. See. Most yeah. of the time, when you see recording booths or recording rooms, you see those uh, those foam squares that you put, you know, that people put up on uh, on the wall. Uh, yep. And I've seen the aftermath of when those come down, and they're not. That's not a good solution. Some screws and two by fours; those can easily be filled. Like you can pull those two by fours down, fill those holes perfectly fine. But when you put those fucking uh, those squares. They're basically glued to the fucking drywall at that you, point. You because you have to put them up with liquid nail with construction adhesive. 
That's great. Yeah. So, so you refinishing go walls. The, yeah. You go pull those down. You're pulling half the drywall that's attached to with it. Yeah. Well, I, they they come with different adhesive now, but well, it's, and it's uh, better than the egg crake thing that I did back in the punk days. Yeah. And yeah. and well, I mean, it runs off of the same well, deal, it's right? It's the same principle. It's just a denser foam. And these, you know, these um, these sound, and of course it's molded. Those squares are molded with deeper ridges, so there's more sound absorption. Yeah, and and the the big thing about these blankets were the I mean they're they're basically recycled blue jeans in a black blanket, uh, and uh, it sits off of the wall about two inches or so, uh, and that is just enough dampening to make it so that. You know, shit that happens outside, like people fucking revving their engines, it doesn't come through so well. Yeah, and I don't think that you guys have heard much background noise aside from the dog. No, no. It's just when she wants to make noise. You know, whenever the golf course decides to go off. You guys don't know, but there's been plenty of fireworks that have happened in the background. Yeah. No innuendo intended. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I made a steak in the dark. Uh, It was a delicious steak. I... Came, got up the next morning and decided, you know, I'm going to try to go to work. And as soon as it got light outside, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a big, big. That's a big no. That's a big old nope. <laughs> big old nope. We're and a big old can of nope. <laughs> Just noped out. <laughs> We've already used yeah, nope. As a nope. Nope. Yeah. 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 We can't. So look at this way, though. It could be worse. At least you only had a two-day migraine. Rusty yeah. and I regularly have week-long migraines. Mm. Well, and I I was yes. really upset, too, because I heard the dog go off, Zoe, because the UPS man came yesterday, and I stomached getting up, pulling the package inside, putting it on the table, and then going back to the bedroom to hide under the covers. And then on top of that, mm. which made this even worse, that probably could have gotten better about 4 o'clock, I think, except for the fact they were fucking jackhammering my motherfucking street. I noticed that. Um, so the jackhammering started yesterday, and it was nonstop all day. Oh, my God. And, you know, now you can see that the, half the street is ripped up. Yeah. But, I mean, that's very nice. Are they working on water main or sewer no or something? I don't have They're just, I think they're just repairing part of the street. I don't know why they they're wait repairing. until fucking winter to do that shit, though. I mean, I mean, it's not really winter, but they're doing the same damn thing in my fucking apartment complex. Though, instead of taking up an entire section of the street and repairing it, they're, they're taking piece by piece. They're, they're taking it piece by piece. So the fucking parking lot in my apartment complex is like a fucking slalom course as I'm going back and forth between fucking <laughs> shit. And you're like, oh, well, when they when they uh, when they get it prepared for that shit, so they come out with fucking uh, a cement saw and cut out a square, and they fucking <laughs> jackhammer the fuck out of it, and they leave this fucking pit. An open pit with like a sawhorse over top of it, so that you don't drive over it. You know, it's like the worst pothole in the world, right? So yeah, because it goes down like a foot, <laughs> right? So when you know, so when they have it not filled with cement, that's that's the slalom course. That's what we call the danger zone, uh, and <laughs> and danger zone. And uh, now they've got it full of wet cement, so it's. Not as bad, but still bad uh, to drive into. And they put it in the fucking worst spots, like the blind spot as you're turning a corner at night. 
<laughs> so I'm dry. I'm turning the fucking corner, trying to get the fuck out, and I stop. No shit, six inches from one of these fucking holes. Like, <laughs> whoa, holy shit! I almost lost the front end of my fucking car to this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and because I I live at night, I don't get like I don't get any advanced warning. Though I do hear the fucking saw. Oh yeah. That shit's loud. Very loud. That's what she said. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I just went in there, like, covered my head with with blankets and pillows and froze the whole house, basically. Yeah. Just turned it down to, like, 60 degrees in here. I it's mean, like I'm getting into my blanket fort here of solitude. And, of course, the dog doesn't like to be left alone, so she's like, oh, you must be playing. Nope. I'm going to go under there with you, and I'm going to lick the shit out of your face. Oh, she was just trying to make sure that you were taken care of. So she slept most of the day with me because, you know, this dog sleeps like 18 hours a day. And fucking bounces the rest. But that meant that I was up at midnight, and I was hungry again, so I made my other stick. Yeah. Because, and I was feeling all right at that point. And then I woke up at 4 and then assembled the PC, yeah. which didn't take that long. I won't go into as much detail as I did before, but mm. long story short, I, I right. basically just unplugged all the drives. That was the only hiccup I had. Um, put everything to default to get it to start. Mm. Mm-hmm. Started right up. Flash BIOS. Started right up. Mm-hmm. Went in and just installed NVIDIA drivers. That was literally it. And then I installed the drivers off the CD, and I was... Done by 6.30 this mm-hmm. morning, and then I started installing some games that weren't on there. It's, am- it's like I had to relink all my Steam folders real quick, right? right? But It's amazing what I happens checked. when the fucking parts actually work this time. Yeah, it fucking mm-hmm. restarts now. Yeah. Yay! It only took uh, the company I ordered this through because I wouldn't mind a sponsorship at some point, but I won't mm-hmm. talk all the shit. Right. You know, three weeks of the total RMA process. I had this. Oh, part. I think it was two weeks. Uh, no, I had that. I I got that part on October eighth. It is November first. Yeah, but you waited almost a week to send it back. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did because you fucked around with it for that whole fucking weekend. Weekend, yes, and then sent it back. No, you said you fucked around for a whole week. I guarantee you, you did because. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, because I fucking helped you build it, and then I came back, and I'm like, yeah, it is boned. Send it back. Either way, it was a week of struggling with it and not having any satisfaction, and then two weeks of RMA process of send it back, takes a week, sends it, they send it back, almost takes another additional week. That's not too bad, though. I mean, as far as RMA... I paid 50 bucks to get that in a week. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and I understand from a perspective of not having your fucking computer for a period of time, yes. Yeah, three weeks of inconsistent computer usage for somebody like me oh, yeah. is yeah. batshit nuts. Oh, you... I have learned how to do so many things. And when I was in the middle of paying off credit cards and everything else, yeah. doing everything on my fucking phone... Well, That's... I told you you had this PC in here, so, I mean, I built it as a backup. It's... Well, and I had to reset up a lot of things we to use, get that We working. use this thing once a fucking week. It can be used for other things. Just don't use it for a porn server, okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but all, that, well, all mean, that we said. You can watch your porn. Just do it incognito. 
because we don't want to know what kind of porn you watch. Right. This would be a really weird room to watch porn in. I'm sitting in the chair that you were using. I'm you having are. problems. <laughs> I didn't watch porn in that chair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're you're safe. Okay. You may still fap a couple times. Nah, well, you know. Whatever. Because you don't need porn for that. No. It, it helps. I've got a shower. Don't worry. <laughs> So, okay. all, all that aside, um, yeah, that was, on top of that, like last weekend I was catching the fucking Danger Mouse, right? And then you guys didn't see it, but installed a new microwave over the kitchen. I didn't actually look, but yeah. So um, that was that was super exciting, me and Dad dude. going and patching all the fucking mouse holes, and then I have been on a mouse Armageddon over here, like, I, or, you know, you just, a mouse accost. No mouse accost. We can't use what? that for no. a title. No, we can't. But it was totally appropriate. I have poisoned the shit out of everything. I mean, no gas chambers, but... I mean... But I basically, I've got those poison traps that the dog can't open unless mm-hmm. they just chewed it all to shit that the mouse goes in, feeds off of, and there is only half a block of that left on the one in the garage. And so you're thinking... I'm thinking that I, I haven't seen any mouse traces anywhere. Feeling very good about it right now, to the point I might start pulling food out of the refrigerator and putting it back in my pantry. Almost, almost. Maybe you should probably week. you know, you should probably give it a test. Just, just yeah, a not test. Not my expensive ass like keto no. tortillas. No, because they fucking love those keto tortillas. Let me tell you. Just take one keto tortilla. I'll put it on a fucking paper plate and just sacrifice it and see sacrifice what happens. Sacrifice it. <laughs> sacrifice it. Just see, that's not a bad idea. Just just to see if it gets attacked. If it yeah, gets I haven't attacked, heard anything and, like you know how unnerving it is just to hear shit like bounce around. In the I night. know for sure because there's a fucking raccoon in in between all of the apartments. Somehow got into the apartment like in the wall in the wall somehow. And uh, <laughs> I mean, how do you know it's a raccoon? Because it couldn't be anything other than a fucking raccoon. What if it's a fucking chipmunk? Uh, it no. This thing was so a chipmunk will fucking will scratch at some things and fucking run around and you can kind of tell it's small. This thing was banging on shit, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" All, all I'm you sure sitting it's not there, a, a possum. No, because they don't they don't do that as much. I mean, they'll get underneath houses and like crawl spaces and whatnot. I can understand that, but like getting into into an apartment, like into the does it the, make other noises besides banging around? It just, it, I so there's uh, in the apartment. Does he complex, pop out of your cabinets and wash his hands and pop back? Apparently, in? <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe. Um, so the apartment complex, I'm I'm imagining. I don't know exactly for sure, but I imagine that the central columns for the apartment complex it's have built all on the, a raccoon burial ground. Have all of the water, uh, the the water and sewage pipes run through them, yeah, and down. I mean, it would make sense, right? Uh, that's where the sound is coming from. So it is getting into the pipes and banging around between the fucking pipes uh, and basically climbing the pipes all the way to the top. Uh, so sewage pipes. Yeah, sewage pipes. It's a sewer coon. Well. That sounds uh, like a crazy racial slur. Didn't <laughs> mean it that way. Sewer coon. Uh, but no, I, I can, I can tell that it was fucking like in there and it was banging around and making noise. And of course I have my apartment basically fucking silent and dark because of the whole migraine thing. Right. And I sleep during the day. 
So at night, when everybody else is asleep, I'm noticing things going bump in the fucking night. Uh, and that was happening all fucking night last night. That was great. So at least you don't have fucking wall raccoons. No, I think I had a wall squirrel for a while, and he either died or he got he escaped. Yeah, because I remember I've got a like a huge small animal trap that I had put on the roof trying to catch a fucking squirrel. Your fucking place is basically a massive trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, and you'd think the dogs would. You know, deter things that they no. don't give a shit. Zero fucks given, man. Zoe cares when she hears the fucking mailman, but she could give a shit if she saw a mouse. Right. It's like, oh, look, it's a little thing running across the floor. Hmm, whatever. Go make the Yeah, I, I saw the mouse running to the cabinet that, you know, I set all the traps in that didn't catch anything. Um, And Lola saw it and her eyes followed the movement. Uh-huh. And but then didn't do anything. Just like. They're not well, mousers. I mean, pits aren't mousers. Now, if you had a rat terrier, it would be a completely different fucking story. I beg to differ. Really? My my mom's fucking dog would just go crazy apeshit. Like, if it was anything small. She, my, my mom's dog will go out and hunt fucking gophers in the yard. No shit. <laughs> Chance Mouse is better than our cat. Well, Chance, Chance is probably... He's a pity, uh, isn't he? Chance is he a full-blood pity? Which one is he? He's is a he full-blood American I haven't, I haven't. Okay, so he's the one with the long legs. Yeah. Not the one that's super stocky. Yeah, no. It's actually the... What was the one that Holly had? What? What's the name of that pit? Oh, God. The super thick, chunky ones. Um... She had so Holly's one of the original founders of the show. If you guys go way back, you'll hear some of Holly. But she has I a dog named he, Atticus that is a hundred and twenty pounds. Atticus is a record regular Stafford. No, he's too chunky. He's a hundred and twenty pound pit bull that is full of energy and cuddliness and pretty crazy. Um chews up everything. But super nice. Like at one point before I had Zoe, like that would be a dog that I wouldn't mind watching as long as it was at the house because <laughs> he'd chew everything. Um, yeah, you're looking at... I'm thinking of... Yeah. So you're looking at what the... So what's the lanky, the, the lanky pit? The one on the bottom? That's no, not a lanky pit. The tall pits. The tall pit. I don't know. There's two different... I mean, American Pitbull. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm already used to my boxer mix. Who's gonna be lanky as shit? Yeah, it's the it's the pit boxer mix, uh, mixes that are tall and um, they're well, they're supposed to be thin. But my mom's pit boxer mix is anything but. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Lola's legs are longer than her body. Lola's she's special. at she's at a really weird stage right now. She's super ill proportioned. Yeah, Lola's special. She she doesn't jump on you. She body checks you. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, which is going to be fun when she's like fifty pounds. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that she's going to get that much bigger. This is your atypical American Stafford Terrier, which is the American Pitbull. I got gotcha. you. Kind of short. Well, I mean, they're still fairly tall. It's just they're <coughs> usually I'm their, thinking hers their was chest the... is big enough that it makes their legs look smaller. I'm thinking hers is the... No, it's not that either. Hers must have been like the monster blue because they weigh between 99 and 132 pounds and he was 120 pounds. Basically a massive dog. Yeah. The the main difference... Holly's not that big of a person. (laughs) No, her dog's heavier than she is. Yeah. The main difference with... uh, uh, with chances he is still um he's still fairly peppyish and not all of his like chest and shoulder muscles really built in yet just wait so just wait i mean it it usually takes pitbulls uh about 3 to 4 years before all of their body mass is really there yeah, well, you and know. And it also depends on how active they are, too. Pipples, also, if they get lazy, they will get fat very quickly. I'd have a round pitbull, I'm sure. For a round me. I'm very round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're round. <laughs> yeah, if you know what I mean. You're just in shape. A shape, sure. I'm, I'm in a shape. So am I. I'm in a shape. It's kind of chunky, but you know, it works. Oh, I made eye contact. She must come over and see me. No, it's like, yeah. But <laughs> most people don't realize that the that the American Staffords are actually as tall as they are because most of the ones you see, uh, most of the ones you see around are usually the. Uh, Bull Terrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Which is the shorter, stockier. I grew up around bull. bull Terriers, so, like, yeah. I've never... I guess all the dog yeah. breeds that I've had growing up or grew up around were all the dog breeds that everybody vilified, mm-hmm. right? So my parents' best friend had a pair of Bull Terriers, mm-hmm. um, both pure white and super cuddly dogs, and I was, like, four years old, and I would ride that dog like a horse. That sounds incredibly sexual, and don't mean it that way. And it's uh, like literally for the dog. Literally grabbed the collar, throw my leg over the top, and the dog would just take off, and I was just riding a dog like a horse, <laughs> and it didn't seem to mind. Dire wolf. Mm. Um, you know, and at that age, like, it was like a dire wolf, you know? Right. And then grew up with a Roddy mix, a chow. Right, Chow's commonly the dog that everybody hates. Mm-hmm. The Chow Lab mix, which is a really weird dog, and then another Chow mix, and well, then a I'm... Chow Roddy, and then a Roddy Lab. Right? Yeah. The Lab was the you know the only nice thing well, about the dog. You know, Chows are uh, super territorial, so a lot of people take that for them being mean. But yeah, that's the Bull Terrier. No, the Bull Terrier's got the longer snout. You you still have the Staffordshire. Mm-mm. <laughs> Staffordshire Bull Terrier. It's, no, it's not the same. It's a breed. Bull Terrier is that, that little white dog. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. They got the long snouts and the eyes that are kind of different. So, yeah. 
it's a Stafford Bull Terrier mixed breed. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, but those are the ones you see more often around here. Yeah, so he's got the, the weird goofy face. Yeah. I don't know. And so, yeah. like, you know, I never really had any issues with those types of dogs, and I'm not scared of dogs. The only dog that's ever bit me um, severely was a sheepdog. Sheepdog bit me right in the mouth, and I had stitches in my mouth. I've had stitches in my mouth twice. Uh, once from <laughs> sliding on a gym floor when I was a kid and running face face planting myself into a cinder block and then the second time was from a sheepdog biting me in the face damn um so that was the only time i've ever scared of a dog i do not like that sheepdog um all other dogs i have zero fear for i have not had a bad experience though i mean cats on the other hand i just me and cats just don't do well together i've had a cat cut my arm to ribbons yeah, I had this when I was a kid. I lived with my grandma for a little bit, and there was a cat that she had named Checkers. Checkers liked me, but Checkers was also fucking psycho. Mm-hmm. And she figured out how to get into the air vents in the house. And so me and my brother shared a room in the upstairs. And and you know, I slept by the window. My brother slept on the wall. And she would climb out of the vent. And this is a fairly modern house, like a newer house than this, is built in like ninety. Mm-hmm. And she climbed through the vent. And the vent was really loose, and so she would knock it kind of open and then just drop out of the air vent in the middle of the night and then do that (laughs) weird, like, cat-kneading dough thing on my chest in the Uh middle of the night. And so I'd wake up and freak out a little bit, like, ah, you know, and then the cat would, ah, you know, and chainsaw me, like, on the chest, just like, oh, my God, you fucking crazy cat. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, I had one It was a fucking barn cat, like, normally... The barn cat doesn't get into the house. This is back up in Michigan, right? Barn cats don't normally get in the house, and they're not they're not socialized. So it was completely an outdoor barn cat. It was there to catch mice, basically. Yep. Um, got into the house uh, and couldn't get her out. Well, I had to get her out somehow. Well, I tried to grab her and just chuck her out the door, right? Just as gentle as I could, right? Just get the fuck out, you know? Well, as soon as I grabbed that cat, she flipped over, latched onto my, uh, latched onto my freaking palm with her face. And then all four paws were just sitting there, just cutting the fuck out of my forearm to ribbons. Like I'm bleeding profusely by the time that, you know, it was two seconds bleeding profusely right so i grabbed the cat a little bit harder at that point uh and not so gently chucked her out the fucking door uh and now uh, well from that point forward of course i had to get that taken care of it wasn't deep it was just like super painful like fucking thousands of paper cuts right um so from that point forward if i had to deal with that fucking cat I would go out to the garage, pick up the fucking shoulder length fucking welder's you know, glove that dad had. <laughs> and that's how I would deal with that fucking cat. Get through the fucking leather on that. Then you're a completely different beast at that point. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I'd have to deal with that cat in a different way. And I really, I mean... I had a cat, but I, that was a rescue. I mean, I didn't plan on having a cat. 
But outside of that, I really haven't had any cats. Right. You know. I tell you one cat that I love and hate all at the same time are the Maine Coons. Oh, my buddy of mine had a Maine Coon. I would have one if they weren't so fucking expensive. Fucking large ass cats. I know. Like, that is the. They get up to two feet long. Oh. Yeah. Fucking like 30 pounds. Yeah. No, you're actually mm-hmm. really not exaggerating. When I was, before I knew you guys and yeah. before I moved to, um, moved out of state over to Kansas for a while, um, I lived in a house with two other roommates. Um, and one of my roommates was a very big man. And I say very big man, like big in all proportions. Man, everything sounds so sexual. You're just, you're going there. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> so he's 6'6 and over 600 pounds, right? Wow. Huge yeah. guy. Yeah. With a huge cat. Huge. And very Max huge. the cat was a mancoon. And Max the mancoon was man-coon. like a 30 plus pound cat. And that cat. <laughs> was bigger than that computer case over there. Oh, yeah. He would not have fit on that tray behind you that I had set the keyboard on. Yeah. He was, I don't He's know, big. how big is this? Is that about two feet? Yeah, well, that's about a foot and a half, but. Yeah. So take, about, yeah, this is, I got to describe it for anybody that's listening. So yeah, so like this big, right? Yeah. And. That's descriptive. Yeah. The <laughs> two feet, we'll just say two feet, right? Two feet long. Right. right. Yeah. And a foot wide. Yeah. And then on top of that, like coated in like a meat coat, yeah. like it just complete fur ball. And with the proportions of his fur, like he looked fucking gigantic. Like right. he's this huge flute ball. And he would climb on top of the fridge. He would climb in weird little places. He'd flatten himself out and get between things like super acrobatic for such oh, yeah. a fat ass cat. Right. Oh, yeah. And like. I've never really had cat eight. Any kind of, like, injuries from a cat. Like, the closest I came to that was my wife's cat deciding to go up one side of me, down the other, and then back around because she <laughs> turned on the vacuum cleaner. Um, and, you know, and had some scratches from that, but whatever. No, this cat, buddy of mine had it, and hanging out at his house he gets pissed off at me for some reason so he goes to leave his room as he leaves his room he picks up his dang cat turns around throws it at me like a fucking cannonball <laughs> what yeah fucking weaponized cat so here comes this giant 25 pound or 30 pound fucking Maine Coon just down on me and that dude's claw yeah sliced my arm open. Oh, yeah. I mean... Just down the side of my forearm. I'm sure it didn't mean it. Oh, no. It didn't mean it at all. It was all. just trying to it, catch himself. It, it was it was all his asshole of an owner's fault. Right. But... <laughs> he was just trying to catch himself. No, actually, he was trying to do his best to turn away from me as mm. he's landing. Right. Um, because we know cats can actually change their directory while flying. Right. Well, you know, he's trying to turn his body in the air, you know. Because um, what most people don't realize is for being a big cat that is actually a good hunter, they're actually fairly gentle with people and playful and shit. They're probably the closest thing in the cat world to a dog. Mm-hmm. 
Um, now I want one. <laughs> but that fucker's claw, it just big enough, and he was weighty enough that, like, I had like six stitches in my arm. Yeah, it, the scar's not there anymore, thank God. But I had like six stitches in my arm. From yeah, that it's just, I don't know. I'm fucking Maine Coon set are just. I don't know. I've loved them for forever. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I ever got a cat, it would be that. But they're like big, I said, meaty cat. They're fucking expensive because I mean, you don't ever find them as rescues because they're a relatively rare breed, uh, and uh, most people who have them, you know, treasure them because of that. <clears throat> they're also very expensive to feed. Um, and it requires a litter box the size of your bathroom. Right. If if it doesn't automatically just take over your bathroom just because. Be like, yeah, this is a big litter box now. It's mine. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but there are awesome cats, though. I'll say that. But so I could tell you. So you suffered with migraine. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get away without the migraine this week, but. Damn. Work. Yeah. Work, work was a thing that sucked all my life out of me. And what little life it didn't suck, I put into the outer worlds. We, at least you did. Because uh, I didn't. My soul was already taken. <laughs> You're still playing fucking Destiny. Of too. course I am. Of course I am. What do you think was going to happen? What happened when I played Destiny 1, dude? I fucking mainlined that. I basically put my soul in a jar, put it, you know, put it aside for however many hours I played fucking Destiny 1. So, and but I mean, yes. Yes. I uh I kind of uh yeah, I I have goals now in Destiny 2 and I have not yet raided. Please don't fucking like judge me because of this. Because what you fucking hated the most, you specifically, about my Destiny 1 experience was the fact that I was always fucking raiding. Right? I didn't raid once. Still haven't raided. 130, 140, 45, almost 150 hours into this game in about three weeks. Anyway, um, <clears throat> haven't raided once. That's an accomplishment for me, okay? Okay. There's nine raids. I could be raiding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't played it at all just because of the computer issues, but yeah. I may now I've got I've got options. So the, the the downside to not having the PC was not enabling cloud saves. Oh bummer sauce. So I've got Remnant that I started last night. Oh bummer. Like midnight to make sure the PC was running. Um, I've got Dark Devotion, which all my progress is lost. Oh, God. Did, but, you in, uh, did you enable cloud saving? Yes, I did. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. You, you should be doing that anyway. It, I will tell you, though, I went through a shitload of um, Game Pass games over the last few weeks. I mean, you had to, really, if yeah, you I wanted did. to play games. And I made, I actually made some purchases on a third-party website um, out of Texas, actually, that sells Steam keys super fucking cheap. 
to yeah. help build out my Stellaris library. And I'll explain that. Stellaris. So, because I did get back into that. So, I beat Outer Worlds. I okay. played through the entirety of Outer Worlds. I beat the fuck out of Outer Worlds. Sweet. Um, not as long a game as a typical Obsidian game. I'm just going to say that. I thought maybe they were lying. I About beat it 25 hours. 25? Yeah. Okay. Um, didn't really have a negative experience with it. I will explain more here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but because I beat it um, over a few days of playing it very obsessively, um, it opened me up to playing some other games because I didn't have the ability to play much else other than Xbox or PC. I dabbled in Control again, but I wasn't in the right mood to play Control. Control is a crossover weird psychological horror game on top of a third-party action game with a pretty cool story, but it's just kind of intense. Um, and then just wasn't feeling like I wanted something that intense right now. I'm sure it will push your processor to the max if you're playing it on PC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are physics particles going all over the place with that game. For for those that haven't played Control, it's third-party or third-person style action game, but it you have a weapon, which is a relic, that reshapes itself to a shotgun, a submachine gun, and a pistol, and then you add mods onto it. And then you have psychic powers. I say the one that's probably in a lot of trailers is the basically the throw. The telekinesis throw. Yeah, telekinesis throw. And you can pick up anything. Um, you can even pick up bits of the ground, which is kind of cool, actually, or pieces of the wall or whatever. You just click the button, and then some a chunk of something comes off, and depending on what it is, um, does a certain level of damage. But it's a great way to kind of beat your enemies down. Enemy designs are pretty weird. Like, there's an enemy that is basically a... So, like, the, the main enemy in the game is something called the Hiss, and it possesses people, and then they, like, contort themselves in weird ways. Like, one of them, like, lifts it up from the middle of its back, and then it floats off the ground and comes at you like... Think, take like a gymnast, right, and plank them on their back, right, and then lift them up in the middle of the back, about two feet off the ground, head forward but upside down and kind of backwards, and then like float that towards you, and then it explodes in a pile of goo. Well, that just, uh, just it seems like a bad time. Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. I don't like it. Um, but it's a pretty creative character design. So, like, they kind of reanimate people in different and weird ways. Um, so that, and that's most of the creature design I've seen so far. But I won't... There's a lot of stuff that kind of... This is the weirder one that I've seen in a while. But there's a lot of other things that, about that game. And it's really unnerving. The sound design's really good. Um, there's a lot of going into your, like, into your brain to, like, solve puzzles. But it's like you're there. Um, and then these mm -hmm. objects of power are all very odd things. Some of them very common. Some of them very uh, unnerving things like different toys and things like that. Um, and they all unlock different effects for you, basically. Anyways, long story short, uh, it's an action game that's super fucking eerie with a lot of uh, back and forth, a lot of backtracking, kind of Metroidvania-esque in that way. or borrows that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're into something kind of creepy, yeah, that's pretty cool and creepy. Um, I also, uh, played Stellaris on, I was looking for a strategy game. It's like, you know what? I haven't played Stellaris in a while. I'm going to play it on console. 
Console version is really good. Um, that is a really good version of that game. I did not expect it to control well at all. Um, they basically let you select different, I don't know, uh, for, think of it like Civ in space. That's what Stellaris is. Mm-hmm. And you control things like you have different hot bars, basically, like left, right, top, and bottom. And you just put, press the corresponding cross pad to get up to that. And then to back out of it, you just hit B. And then once you're there, then you select whatever thing that you need to select in that hot bar. And then to move around, you use the right thumbstick, which moves you around. You click the right thumbstick to get into Galaxy View. Um, and you don't have to really right-click anything. Like, it just it's set up so seamlessly. Hmm. I played it without any issue with a controller and had a blast with it, which is why I went through and picked up the the ridiculous version on PC after I played it again. I was like, I still like this, and I didn't remember getting that into it before. So I started looking for sales um, earlier this week, trying to find Stellaris sales. And I'll plug the website here in a minute, but I um, found a website that sells, that was having a Halloween sale, basically, like a GOG.com kind of website, mm-hmm. right? They had a flash sale, and Stellaris was part of that sale. Ah. All of the DLC was down 80%. Wow. Um, like, perfect. I was, well, yeah, if you buy it at full price, there's like $200 worth of Stellaris. Right. And it's, there's a there's 12 DLCs to Stellaris. I mean, there's a shitload of that game. And with it being a 4X game, that just means more and more content. And I honestly like it better than the newest Civ. I haven't played the newest expansion. I will say that. If it goes on sale, I'll pick it up because I need to play that for the years out. But, um, yeah, I picked up a shitload of DLC on this site, and I've got to find what it is. But it's just like GOG. You just plug in the keys on your Steam account, and then it plugs it in. Yep. Uh, Win Game Store. That's literally all it's called. W-I-N-G-A-M-E-S-T-O-R-E. It's out of Texas. I looked it up and looked at reviews for the store several times over before I decided to put credit card information in. But for uh, 20 bucks, I bought the remaining six... DLCs that I did not have for Stellaris so that I could jump in and just start plugging away at shit. Man. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Stellaris is basically Civ in space. If you like Civ and you like space, Stellaris is probably for you. Um, it is a very solid game. Um, and it is for the price of free on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you can play it on PC. If you have the latest version of Windows 10, and you can play it on console, and I actually like the controls a little better on console, which sounds weird, but it just was way more comfortable to play on my couch uh, than it is to play the mouse and keyboard. Uh, there's plenty of games that are like that. Unfortunately, I don't have a couch to play on, so... Um... But if you're curious, I mean, like I said, if you got Game Pass, give it a shot. If you're looking for a 4X game, that is a very solid 4X game. Uh, Paradox has done a hell of a job with that. Um, Russ, you haven't played any Outer Worlds. Jason, you've played some Outer Worlds, right? I have. I think I'm about halfway through. Maybe how a many bit planets more. have you unlocked? Um, all but one. Okay, you Ooh. might be halfway through. Did you play it on normal or hard? Oh, normal. Wow. I will actually For... the next time I play through this because I'm going to play it again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play it on hard because I actually found normal too easy. I am. I 
normal is kind of too easy like if i'm playing on the console directly but most of this playthrough has been on the surface so i've been keeping it at normal just for the simple fact that i do have some input lag whenever i'm oh i got you streaming to the surface so what uh what kind of character build did you go with um conversation and stealth that's an interesting build uh and ranged so that's where you put all your points Mm -hmm. did it take you a while to figure out how the inhaler worked no see i didn't realize it so you have this inhaler and one of the things it does you load one slot so it unlocks one slot at by default beginning yeah and that's for health and it's just health and then you unlock another spot after you've gotten a little way through the game and you've put more points into medical. And that unlocks a food item, basically, which mm-hmm. can give you a passive effect. So I thought it was a smart way of going about it because I've got it all the way to the three slot. I never got it to four slots. But I got it to where three slots. So I'd slot an item that gave me bonus armor. I get slot an item that gave me extra health. And I slotted an item that was nicotine that would... S- help my weapon slay sway essentially so it made it easier to aim um while moving and i thought it was pretty fucking cool but basically when you hit the heal button it starts all those status effects and they all last like two to five minutes on top of that right and i had so many healing items at the end like i would hit that before every fight essentially even if i was already topped off because i had 250 health items that i would kept picking them up over and over and over again so, why the fuck not? Right. Um, did you... So, so, when you went long weapons, were you going with a rifle, like a sniper rifle, or what? I've been chiefly using sniper rifle, assault rifle, and pistols. I gotcha. Did you... Have you messed with the Tinker very much? No, not yet. But I just... I picked that up a couple of quests ago, and uh, really, I've just been rocking what I've been using. I haven't messed with it. Even though I've collected all of them, I haven't messed with any of the scientific weapons yet. Oh, I'm not talking about a scientific weapon. So when you're in the the building deal? Oh, you mean... To Tinker. Tinker. Gotcha. The function. Yes. So basically what it does is you can take a low-level item, and you can raise it to your level through spending money. So you spend money, and you raise your weapon to your level. That gets increasingly more expensive. So that's chiefly how I've been spending my money, because I don't really need to spend my money on anything else. Yeah, and then, like, so... Even you, to this point, I haven't had to bribe my way out of anything. I can usually persuade, charm, or lie my way through just about everything. And you can beat whole quests without ever doing any kind of combat which is kind of crazy yeah it is a very talk heavy game um which i don't mind Mm -hmm. Um, the dialogue the stupid option or the sarcastic or asshole options often spark the rest of your characters in your party talking with you in the conversation which i typically would have a really dumb character with me a lot so have you gotten felix yet uh yes he I have to, all of them. Okay, yeah, so Felix is the character who's basically like a laborer that you pick up, and he enhances, I can't remember, I think it's Persuade. Yeah. But he doesn't, and then he enhances uh, like Melee or something. Yeah. 
but he he has he will make these dumb comments on all the dumb options that you choose and they're pretty hilarious like i've had some genuine laugh out loud moments with the dialogue in that game yeah um i went a slightly different build than yours i went very persuade very tech heavy and then very gun heavy but put no points in dodge or melee at all um, yeah i haven't put any points there either and then I started filling out my points with leadership after I got enough, but I would use my characters to help augment my medical or my science skill. And then that way I could hack through anything and get the great options for dialogue. Um, but then I used primarily heavy weapons. So I was using basically a minigun most of the game um, that I got to a ridiculous level of, of uh, power. And then I was using the fucking shock flamethrower gun a lot. Like I modded the fuck out of the shock flamethrower gun. So... Those two weapons carried me through a large portion of the game. Gotcha. Yeah, I... So, the surprising part about about this, as much as I didn't like uh, gunplay in Fallout New Vegas, gunplay works really well in the Outer Worlds. Does, uh, um, like, with you being about halfway through the game, what's mm-hmm. your impression so far? It is the Fallout game we've been waiting for. Mm. I agree with Jason on this. Mm. It's oh, it's the Fallout game that should have happened but didn't. Well, different writers, different crew. I know. One of the best crew that's done the Fallout stuff, but it go... borrows enough from Fallout to leave that impression, but it stands on its own enough to be its own thing. Oh, it does. I mean, it's completely... Re- you know, obviously completely removed from it. Um, but they actually did things better. So Obsidian, I think, has really learned from a lot since they did New Vegas. Um, yeah, and this wasn't a crash fest. Yeah, this wasn't a crash fest. <laughs> there wasn't a one. whole lot of bugs, but there was still bugs. Um, but also you have a, I don't know, it seemed like, a lot of the dialogue really worked um, where yeah. there was some kind of hokey stuff in New Vegas. Um, I think the the writers matured a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean. I really like how the. It's, um, been, a, it's been a few years. How the, how the world itself works. So, of course, each planet you go to is a, is a different map, but each map is pretty sizable. Yeah. Um, the only suck part about it all being separate worlds means a lot of load screens. Yep. That's my, my one complaint. complaint about this game. Well, and if you're a real the amount com- of load screens. There's something I'll do differently um, when I play it again. Skyrim laughed at you just then. Well, you're not loading every time you go. Like, <laughs> it's not that much loading. <laughs> but the... Th- that's a major complaint. The thing that I'm going to do differently when I play this again, though, is I think I'm going to go exploring a little bit more because there are a few quests that I picked up just through exploration that I think I'd have picked up more Well, quests. that's probably why I haven't finished the game yet. It's just you're exploring everything. I hit new town. I talk to everybody I can talk to. Uh, buddy. I'm yeah, going to need time for I, this game. I open up all the side quests. I think And I then did. I sit there and do all the side quests before I do the main quest. I'm going to play this game. 
I'm going to play this game. I'm going to put it on hard. I am going to go full on fucking meathead melee build and I'm going to kill everybody I can. (laughs) I will say when I do play this game on hard, I am probably going to go full meathead. I'm going to. So just for the simple fact that I think. um, uh, (laughs) I can't brain your quest. I has the dumb done. (laughs) Yeah, the. I think it's harder in the initial game. So I was I've read a lot of stuff about the game on builds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the guides that I was reading was saying it's a lot harder start to get started with a melee centric character and hard because you can't mitigate damage yet uh, the way you can once you've gotten it really gotten yourself leveled up a little bit. So basically, start with a pistol. And... Well, the pistol sucks ass at the beginning. That pistol is total dog shit. I don't care. I'll use it. It's like 12 headshots to kill somebody. Like, it's such a piece of garbage. Yeah, I don't care. I'll use it. Pea shooter, whatever. It's if it gets me to my hammer. Yeah, there's a lot of cool melee weapons. Like, there was a scythe I was using for a while, and I had a shock baton that I like quite a bit. <laughs> so, you know what the bad part about this is? I have yet, because I went a heavy stealth conversation tech build. I have yet to run out of ammo. Of course. Either heavy or light. So I have not had to use a melee weapon one. Yeah, the cool thing, so like towards the end of the game, there was a big section where there was a lot of enemies. And I went, because I had been putting so many points in a tech, that also puts points in a sneak. And so my sneak was at like 70, So mm-hmm. which also increases your headshot damage or your surprise attack damage, right? And I had a heavy gun, a really high gun skill. Surprise, motherfucker! So I was headshot killing people left and right through the last part of the game. And you get the cool thing is so like it does burrow from bats. They call it a tactical time dilation. Tactical time dilation, which is a side effect of you being thought out, which is their explanation. But basically as you aim at different body points, you get different status effects depending on the weapon type. And you get a status effect that's outlined on the weapon type that always happens when you aim at a particular body part. So it could be knockdown. Or knockout. Knockout's great. Um, it could be execute. Um, it could just be blind. It could be maim. It could be cripple. Um, but you maim arms. You cripple legs. You blind faces. You execute hearts, and you light bodies on fire, because fire so is one of those static attack static effects. The uh, the heavy pistol. I forget the name of it. Uh, oh. You actually get execute for headshots with that pistol. Specifically, then, as long as you're in stealth. That's a good deal. I mean... And I, you can mod the weapons, too. So, like, you can have a, a rifle that just has iron sights, or you can put, like, a two-time scope or, like, a eight-time scope on it. I'm sorry, but if I shoot you in the face with a pistol, I'm hoping I'm not blinding you. Just just, just saying. But the blind helps well, a lot. So, like, when you start Everybody battle, wears head armor. I mean, it's not like... Yeah, almost everything wears head armor. Yeah. And you, oh, you're going to put a bowl on your head? I'm going to use a hammer on it. Ding. But the <laughs> the thing is, is you can start off a fight and inflict all those status effects with your time dilation and then go into it. And because I'm used to that tactical side of it, like I'm going to up time dilation as one of because you also get perks too. I'm going to up that as my perk and then I'm going to just inflict all the status effects, and then go into town. And then your characters get special abilities, too, which are all pretty cool. Like, 
One of them does this gunslinger thing where she's, you know, puts the the pistol on her hip and you see like a little cinematic go as she like fucking rapid fires the pistol. You got another one that is like a deadfall kick, like yeah, a drop kick, drop kick. Yeah. Did you get the drop? So the drop kick guy. Yeah. Drop kick guy's the dumb guy, but he's fun. Okay. So drop kick guy ups melee and he's dumb. There you go. Uh, he and You can pick him up fairly early too. You, you know what? We meatheads. We beat people faceless. <laughs> Just turn your intelligence all the way down and then. Yeah. Yes. But one of your first companions, um, a priest, priest of sorts, oh, yes. uh, you get him, you know, just first colony in the game that you're at. Magic robe guy. Uh, he has hella hacking. How, yes. How, how and he adds like 40 or 30 to your hacking skill. Yeah. Super hack. Like at the end of the game, because I'd been upping intelligence and my hack was already at like 80, my hack was with him and then my leadership perks was at 140. No hack held me. Like, yeah. It was broken. It's like everything was yeah. one keep, one hack pick or whatever it is. Yeah. Keep, keep. Keep smart man behind me. Yeah. Well, and the the different characters have different personalities, and they bring different things to your conversations too. Right. So it's not just unlocking dialogue options; they comment during your conversations. Now, your character is still voiceless for whatever reason, which because is voiceless protagonists, man. But literally everybody else around you is involved in the conversation. Yep. <laughs> I just ever think about this is like as the main character, you're going through the entirety of the story and you just walk up to a person and just just blankly stare into their face like I'm going to stare into your soul and you're going to understand what I'm thinking because I'm not saying it, but you can read it on my face. Yes, that's right. I did say fuck you in my thoughts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, after beating it, it's uh, for, you know, our four, you know, our, our five-point scale, basically. I would probably give Outer Worlds, like, a 4.8. It's a pretty, pretty solid-ass RPG. Damn, Vault I, Boy is spoken. I agree with him. The point that Vault Jason Boy made. number two is spoken. The, the point that Jason made about the loading screens was a point of contest for me. And they're at... The pacing towards the end of the game, it basically leads you up to a point where you know that you're going to have no a point of no return, and then it tells you there's a point of no return when you get there. Yeah. I was finishing up side quests when I saw that pop up that, like, if you do this, it's a point of no return because it tells you. And I started finishing up side quests, which meant travel to several different worlds for each quest. Right, so that was load screen, load screen, load screen, I mean, load screen, load screen, load screen. At load that screen. point, I would have just finished. I mean, yeah. So I've I got, I've got I went through with the amount of, I spent an hour in load screens through the last four hours of the game before I led up to that. That's, yeah. that's why I finish side quests before I leave a planet. Well, you pick up side quests that take you back to those planets. Surprisingly. Oh, I know. Or your companions. Like I literally left an area. My companion said, "Oh yeah," and my companion quest started. And I had to go right back to the place that I just left. I was like, son of a bitch. But um, um, uh, now I would say I probably um, just because there was one big bug on PC that seemed to claim out that seemed to bother yeah. a lot of people with save files. Friend of the show, Matt, had some issues with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't saw start. That, when I saw that, I started doing research. 
and it affected a shit ton of people. It didn't affect um, me because I well, tried it this afternoon. Who yeah. are on PC? Not, on PC. Oh. I downloaded well, it. Well, they probably patched it by the time you got around it. Yeah, I mean, I I downloaded, I hit download at lunch and then came back and tried it out yeah. for a second before you guys came but over. But from launch date, it affected almost everybody that was trying was trying to play it on PC. So the so it sounded like um, there was, it wasn't actually creating a save file. Right. So when it was trying to save the f- save file to a file that didn't exist, it yep. just went to the ether. And that was. It was universal across all platforms, so it seemed to me just from what I was reading that, you know, it it affected a different number of users based mm-hmm. on platform. Right. So, you know, less users on Steam, more, you know, on the Xbox side, It, it was just missing a file. Yeah. So, or a folder, really. So, w- given that you had that big of a bug... It's I've, obsidian. You have to. You have to understand. I mean, that is that's part still of still a solid four and a half. It's it's still a thing. I'm just glad I didn't start like immediately. And I mean, to be honest, I do have a week off next week. There is a good chance that I'll play it. Um, you know, within the next nine days. Uh, so, uh, I, I'll have at least some but, thoughts on it on let PC. Let me put it this way. Don't spend a ton of time on your character creation, because you'll just end up wearing a helmet the entire time. Uh, it's, I kind of figured. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't spend a whole lot of time on character creators anymore. The last time I spent any length of time on a character creator is when I was trying to make your face and fall out. And I think I did a damn good job. You did do a damn good <laughs> job. Yeah, I I spent too much time and then realized, you know, through... 10 minutes of the game that you're basically wearing a helmet the entire time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about that. And uh, it doesn't ever flash to your face in dialogue, so you still don't see your character. Yeah, okay. Well, that's yeah. great. I mean, And they, I turned off the helmets on my companions so I could just see them talk. The only, uh, the only reason you see yourself at all is if you let your controller sit. And it just does the whole spinny thing? And it does the whole spinny camera thing. Okay. In idle. Yeah. The, uh... I mean, it wasn't the first, but I, I remember the whole spinny camera thing from World of Warcraft as you left your computer alone and it would just, like, spin around your character. And like, oh, that's yeah, kind of old screensaver yeah, effect, it's, basically. It, that's all it is, or a screensaver. Yeah. Um, Which you don't really need anymore. No. Yeah. But still. It is, a, it, is a, it is a nice way if you want to see the armor you're wearing outside of the menu because the menu is really dark so you never you don't necessarily catch all of it so yeah well i caught myself looking for better stats and you can't really change the color of your armor yeah and i was in a big pink mech suit for quite a while so you look like a fucking weird jester yeah i was i was in a white like mech suit with pink piping that was super chunky i looked like a fucking overwatch character or something that would the color palette on that game is super yeah. fucking bright. Yeah. So yeah, which is a big difference between that and Fallout. But, but graphically, I take back some of what I said last week. Um, the character design looks pretty good. It's they're going for a specific yeah. aesthetic, but it's very sharp. Um, 
I haven't tried it in 4K on my PC, but I will say that it's optimized settings on Xbox after loading it on ultra settings at 1440. Did look better on my Xbox. Oh, shots fired. I'm just uh, saying, like it really did. Um, they've done some wizardry on Xbox to make it run right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that the frame rate being different on PC is probably the you know the the bigger thing though. I'm sure because you if you could get that on Xbox, you're probably playing at 30 frames a second. I want to uh, say it was probably about 40 most of the time. It wasn't 60 for sure, right? But it wasn't right. choppy, right? You know, having 1440 at 60 frames a second for me would be a bit at, at minimum 60 would be a big, uh, big improvement. Uh, just no, I'm just at, saying like textures. So like that's something I didn't notice as much. Like when I got into the richer areas, like the design on the clothing, right? Like the cloth texture, it wasn't a straight cloth. Like there were designs in woven in the fabric. And that was something you could see, and that's because it was running at 4K. Like, just the crazy amount of, like, detail on textures was something I did not expect. Yeah. yeah they put some time into, you know, to certain things, sure. Um, I, I I don't know. I have to check it out. Uh, like, I don't know what's missing from my PC setup. Like, maybe I just need to continue to up up the resolution. You, well, I don't know. I don't know Again, that I'm gonna get 60. I haven't I haven't even loaded it 4K, up on the PC. 4K Ultra right now on like a 2080 Ti is running at like 30 FPS. Yeah, well, uh yeah. That's just because those cards are kind of broken. Um well, and Nvidia is <laughs> coming out with a new design here soon that's supposed to be cheaper. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, that may be when I do my card upgrade well, sometime next year. I'm going to have to upgrade my card. I don't know if you guys you know, you probably haven't heard about this, but um, my 2080 Ti Super Clock is starting to die. Your 1080? Um, my 1080, yeah. 1080 Ti Super Clock is starting to die. Um, I have to downclock it to actually get it to work right now. Oh, that sucks. Uh, and uh, now, uh, after a period of time, and it's and it's a fairly decent amount of time. Like, I can play games for a few hours before I notice anything, but after a while... It'll start to chunk, and then I have to turn the game off, reboot the computer, and uh, uh, and get back into the game. So I can play for about four or five hours or so, and then it'll start to chunk pretty hard. And, I mean, it doesn't artifact, but it just, like, you noticeably, notably lose frames. And, um, uh, and then, yeah, I have to reboot. So there's something going on with it. It's become unstable, the super clock has, which is why I had to uh, down clock it. Uh, and I think because of that, it's done some damage, you know, somewhere. So it might have overheated at some point. I'm not sure, but it's... Uh, I mean, you could get crazy, open it up, and reapply thermal paste to the. I could. I mean, I could. I could do that, but most of the problem, I think, is probably in the memory, not necessarily the GPU itself. So, I've um, heard a lot of stories of people putting like Arctic Silver on their NVIDIA cards, yeah. and getting noticeable performance gains out of it. And, and I might end up having to do that to just kind of limp it along for a little bit because I don't want to buy a twenty eighty Ti. I really don't. Um, 28 TIs are expensive. 
uh, for not that much of a uh, of a boost. Well, I mean, you get ray tracing. And oh, ray tracing. Woohoo! I am super happy about ray tracing. Also known as basically wasted performance because people don't use it properly anyway. So, I mean, you can play Minecraft with ray tracing. Oh boy, God! I just, I'm just super into that. I'm just, um, yes, it's a very <laughs> underutilized feature at this time. Well, yeah, not you know, it's it's not only underutilized, but sure, they've got the extra like AI cores in there, but you know, hardly anything uses them. So, yeah, there was a guy at work that was talking about. You know, we were buying graphics cards at the same time, right? And he's like, why are you getting a 1070? And I was like, why are you getting a 2060? Right. And he's like, because it's like the newer card and it's the one I can afford. Ooh. I was like, you could get a 1070 to have a hair less horsepower, spend $100 less, and get the same card minus it not it barely processing ray tracing because it's the cheaper version of the expensive card. I, he's like, I'm getting a 2060. I'm I, like, All right. I your understand money? where he's coming from, though. I, I've if if you're already dropping a, you know in a large amount of cash, and the upgraded version is only a hundred dollars difference, even if it is like the smallest of increases, it's still an increase, and you don't want to end up having to spend. You know, say it's $400 for this and $500 for that. You don't want to end up having to spend $500 later on down the line just and to see, get for that me, extra it's like I'm going to make this 1070 last until probably this time next year. So the 3000 series cards are supposed to be coming out next year for NVIDIA. I know, and I'm going to wait till it gets past the super expensive for it price point and people the mat market's a little saturated and then i'll pick it up right the 3000 series is probably the next uh next card that i'll end up getting um which will probably include a full pc rebuild uh it's been almost four years uh and that's about my cycle uh Though I'm not seeing any, you know, any issues with my, P, you know, my CPU is not the bottleneck right now. Right. Um, so I don't see a reason why I can't just get a new card, slap that baby in there and go. Um, so that's kind of the thing right now. I'm going to have to uh, limp my card along. It's not bad, but yeah, I can see it getting worse, uh, which is which is terrible. But, you know. Uh, I am playing basically. I'm playing Destiny Two at you know maximum settings, so it could be just something in Destiny Two chunking it pretty hard, and that's really the only game I've been noticing that in. But then again, I don't play any other games for more than four hours at a time. So, no, I I take that back. I have noticed some problems in Beat Saber. Um, so there's been some frame rate issues in Beat Saber. So VR is affected, which, of course, makes me very sad because uh, frame rate drops in VR is nauseating. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't have frame drops in VR. <laughs> Especially when it completely loses track. Like if if it frame drops so hard that it loses track of where your head is, oh, that is way disorienting. <laughs> Nothing's worse than being in a VR headset and then having a static image that doesn't move when your when your head moves. Right. It's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit not super long, but a little bit about Destiny 2. Destiny 2's um 
got a, uh, a Halloween event going on, on right now. Uh, and that is uh, going to go on for the next uh, two and a half weeks, something like that, uh, which is fine. It's a spooky time in, uh, in you know, Destiny, which is fine. There's a, a, a new event that you can do, which is called the Haunted Forest. It's basically a um, kind of like a, a, a timed horde mode for, you know, kind of thing where you have to uh, you have to clear out as many enemies as fast as possible so that you can get to a boss and then you go to the next wave. Um, and the challenge is to get nine of those waves done in 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, so that means that you just basically slay out really fucking hard just to, uh, to get to the ninth, uh, ninth branch. So you can, you know, you can get your big reward at the end. Um, the rewards are all right, I guess. The, the event's kind of fun. Uh, it's not the main portion of what they dropped though this week. They, uh, they dropped the next, uh, next set of things to do in the story, which opens up a dungeon on the moon, uh, opens up a whole new open event in the world on the moon where you basically get up, you know, you can team up with, anybody that's on the moon and destroy, you know, major bosses for loot, which is really fucking awesome. Uh, there is some extra, uh, extra story bits. So it's progressing the story every week, which is kind of neat. Uh, Bungie's kind of taken a, uh, a stance of you had to be there kind of storytelling. So instead of building something that's going to be forever in the game, they're building something that is limited time, which is smart. And one of the main reasons why I haven't picked up any other games, because that time limit and that time limit actually ends the end, you know, sometime in December, right? That time limit basically means you need to achieve everything that you're going to, you know, that you want to achieve before the season ends. And then the next the the next season will have new goals for you to you know to achieve um and i've got my eye on a title that requires a fuckload and a half of grinding uh and that is and a lot, i've done all of the grinding that is pve already so now i'm kind of stuck with the pvp and you know how i feel about you know the crucible and destiny yeah. um <laughs> take it or leave it sucks sometimes right well on pc it sucks all the time um so there's a uh a, a pvp weapon that you have to get to get the title it requires you to use scout rifles and scout rifles aren't bad in pve in pvp they're a pain in the ass because if you miss a headshot you're fucked yeah <laughs> You have because uh, it's like three body that, shots, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. That was part of my problem with PvP in the first one was I was scout rifle heavy and right. Yeah. So Everybody headshots plays with hand cannons and headshots, right? And yeah, he- hand cannons and headshots have been the you know ha- have been the go to for PvP for a long time. Uh, with Shadowkeep, we're seeing a little bit less hand cannons and more pulse rifles and scout rifles. 
So they've kind of upped the damage, but it's still really punishing if you miss a headshot, right? One of the, uh, the, the things to get is a scout rifle called Randy's Throwing Knife, which if you play Destiny 2, holy shit, you've got this weapon. Massive props to you, man, because that sucks so much. You have to get 400 final blows with a scout rifle. Plus, you have to get 14,000 points, which is, you know, Guardians defeated plus, uh, you know, uh, medals. Each And each medal, like a double kill, a triple kill, has a point value that goes towards this, this goal. Um, and then you have to do... Uh, some of the competitive playlist, which means that you are going up against the people who are super sweaty, uh, the people who are really good at PvP and will wipe the floor with your face, you know, in a playlist called Survival, which means your team has a limited amount of revives, and that's it. <laughs> so if you suck and you die four times, you bone your entire team. Um... I suck, and I have been afraid to play this playlist. Uh, this one fucking quest has consumed my time for three days. I have gotten to a point where I hate scout rifles. Hate them. Just fucking can't stand them. Uh, but, but the last two play sessions were before... Tuesday when the content dropped and then my last PlayStation was last night, right? What they did with, uh, with the crucible during this, uh, uh, during this update is they put in a, uh, a, mo a mode called momentum control. Momentum control is like fucking call of duty hardcore. Oh, okay. It makes your guns hit much harder. So, if you have a scout rifle called the Jade Rabbit, which already has a lot of aim assists and a lot of, you know, good accuracy to it, mm -hmm. you can one-tap heads. You can one-shot kill people with it. I had the most fun last night with a scout rifle I've ever had because I'm sitting in a fucking, like, in a lane watching fucking people pop their heads up over a corner and I'm just blasting their fucking heads off. And it's, it was, it was like having a rapid fire sniper. It was great. I got all 400 of my fucking kills done last night. <laughs> nice. I, I got, uh, I had uh, a couple of the, uh, medals where you can get uh, the name of the medal is uh, we ran out of medals, which is a uh, twenty hit or twenty kill streak, which is hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to do. But I did that while I was playing as a warlock and using the Well of Radiance, which is uh, one of the new supers for uh, uh, for Forsaken. You, pulls out the dawn blade jams it into the fucking ground and basically puts a healing circle around you gives you an overshield and supercharges your weapon so 
It only takes 206 damage or so. It's about 200-ish damage to kill things in the crucible. When I'm in the well using the Jade Rabbit, I was critting people for 736. <laughs> nice. I was making their heads explode. <laughs> nice. You know, and I had I had a blast last night. For about five hours, I played in Crucible, got my 400 kills really quickly. So I no longer have to deal with that. I still have to deal with the uh, competitive playlist. But I got one of the hardest parts of that quest done. So the pisser about this is I have two quests kind of like that and I have to complete them before the season ends or I don't get the thing that I have worked for for the last three weeks. So that's kind of why I've been playing a lot of Destiny is I've been trying to I've been trying to actually get that done. Uh, once I get that done, man, I can skate away for, you know, for a few, you know, for a few weeks. Right. Okay. Um, nice. But yeah, it's, I, I cannot, I cannot believe that I, you know, that how much the game has actually changed. Like I've noticed that the, you know, that people who had played destiny since day one, like, oh, these, you know, these changes are really good, but I mean, there's not a whole lot of content, but from me coming in at the beginning of year three, basically, uh, having two years worth of content to dig through, plus all the stuff that's new, I mean, it was really easy for me to get my 150 hours in in three weeks because there was always, there's always shit to do. There's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not hurting for content. There's always things to do. Right. Um, which, considering that a majority of that can be gotten for free, because it being a free-to-play game now, that is a massive, massive amount of time that you can actually just chill out on a really great-looking game for no cost. There's There's no reason for you not to give it a go. I mean, right. if you've got, you know, if you've got a console, if you listen to this podcast and you play video games and you haven't tried Destiny, give it a try. I I was I was skeptical. I mean, I spent a lot of time in Destiny 1 for sure. Um but yeah, there's there's no no time like the present to pick up, you know, pick up a game that's free that's got some quality to it. So, you know, you don't have to spend money if you don't want to. But, fuck, uh, you know, it's getting a little, a little warm in this uh, little little sex dungeon we've got going on here. I think we should take a break and chill out for a sec. I agree. All right. We'll be back. quick yeah we are <laughs> um, we, we've we had a break uh, we did have a break but now that we're back um we're gonna jump with some news yeah i want to lead with something and then we can talk about some other things do it do it so blizzcon's right. going on right yeah it and is 
and we had... Winnie the Pooh Unite! Right. So their president, J. Allen Brack, um, immediately did address some things at the very beginning of the opening ceremony. Yeah. I'm just going to read to you guys what was said. Now, I'm not going to sound like him. Okay. Yeah. Um, Really? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let's do it. So he said, Blizzard... This is literally what he led with. Blizzard has the opportunity to bring the world together, and we did not. We moved too quickly in our decision-making, and then, to make matters worse, we were too slow to talk with all of you. When I think about the things we were unhappy about, it's really two things. First one is we didn't live up to the high standards we really set for ourselves, and the second is that we failed in our purpose. For that, I'm sorry, and accept responsibility. Um, And then he moved on to talking about video games being positive, essentially. Right. Um. It's a very vague statement. It is an acknowledgement. I will give them that. Sure. It's an acknowledgement of the issue. Yeah. It is an acknowledgement for some kind of accountability. Yes. But I don't know that it was... It wasn't enough. I don't know that he really hit anything on the head. No. And I don't know where the power of that lies, right? Like 10% at the level of money they make is quite a bit. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Right, right. It is quite a bit, right? So it... His level, what is he able to say? And then, I I just wonder. You know, there's a reason that I'm not I'm not making that kind of money, right? <laughs> like I don't know, I don't understand business at the same level that this guy does. We are not presidents or CEOs of anything. <laughs> no, well, of Tiltcast. Oh, well. dot com. All right, <laughs> but well, just thinking well. about that statement, like it leaves a lot in the gray. And yes, he did acknowledge it. I think that was a smart move, but. In light of what Hong Kong's going through right now, like it does it, fuck all for that. It does, and I, I think, in a level like that, you have to be careful where you side with things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, so we're a video game company. A lot of companies make a lot of money in China. So right, and right. so then you get into the spot of like, what are my investors going to do? Right? right. But there's also a certain amount of capital that comes with doing what. A lot of people see is the right thing to do. I mean, right can be kind of ambiguous, and sometimes right can be very easy. And I feel like this is one of those times where you it's take it in the it butt, wi- man. Like you're, you're going to have to. And I wonder with what they're doing with showing a lot of the game announcements that they feel like they're going to steamroll past all of this. That's what it feels like, and that's kind of what I worry about. Yeah. So they're and. Like, I'm not hugely political. I'm, I'm that guy on Facebook that laughs at both sides, you right. know. Um, I intentionally try not to just sling it out with people online or in person, right? Like, I don't like to be that person, which is why this show's intentionally mostly anti-political. It does become political when politics influence games like the, you know, the light loot, loot box, box thing, yeah. right? Um, talking about net neutrality. Right. Things that affect this industry right. is where we tend to wax a little bit political. And I feel like the majority of people saw their reaction as something uh, like not very forgivable. No. Right? And I feel like I'm definitely not the only person that thinks that way. No, they lost a lot of clout, right? You know, they went and uh, I mean, they acknowledged that they made a quick decision. That wasn't for the, you know, what wasn't the best decision. But if you notice in the statement, he says nothing about the location, the person, 
the persons affected. No, he didn't say China. He didn't say he didn't <laughs> say Kong. China. He he didn't uh, he didn't call out anybody that was affected by the whole thing. All he said was uh, he 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 called out the Hearthstone of you know the game that they have control of uh, and the community that, that's around it. Uh, and the fact that they didn't meet their, you know, their standards. Well, um, I, I, I'm going to be kind of an asshole here, but standards change. You know, things, plaques can be removed. Uh, you know, the the thing about a, you know, a, uh, a mission statement is that's what you strive for. You don't always hit it. Uh, so as a company, they can just basically, you know, shrug it off. And this is something that was kind of, he, he felt he, I, it feels forced that he had to say that first to try to blunt the edge of what BlizzCon was going to be. It was a very, it was a very political statement. Yeah. He, he made it as, uh, as double-sided as possible. Yeah. He, he made it as, um, ambiguous as he could while only keeping in you know in the ballpark of you know what he has control of the game itself not necessarily the politics of you know the he kept geopolitics out of it really i think he just said oh, yeah. we fucked up you know we you know we went too fast we didn't fo- uh, follow our core values and for that i take a, you know i i take re- you know responsibility i take accountability for that well, um, I'm sorry that that's that's like me admitting to a mistake, you know, on a fucking, you know, hamburger order when you go to a hamburger shop. Right. You know, if I'm making a fucking hamburger and I put fucking you know mustard and you didn't want fucking mustard, I'm sorry. I didn't live up to the, you know, the, you know, the values of this hamburger shop, you know, that <laughs> doesn't you know it, you know say anything right. about anywhere outside of BlizzCon. Uh, I can't read that. What what does it say? Liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times. <laughs> of course. Where do you think that is? <laughs> right outside BlizzCon. Hong Kong. Oh, in Hong Kong? Yes. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so. I mean, th- I, I heard there are protests is, outside BlizzCon, too. Right, but there's protests in Hong Kong with Blizzard characters. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Of course there is. Um. And I mean, it doesn't look like it's a very small protest. No, and it, and it, and it really shouldn't be. Uh, and no. I mean, kind of. There was there was a um, a Winnie the Pooh watch uh, for uh, for BlizzCon. I'm sure they're policing the fuck out of it right now. Uh, oh, I'm sure. You know, yep. Oh yeah. Make Sorry. that sound. Um, honestly, the statement is only there to try to defuse the people who are dumb enough to accept it. It's really nothing. What he said in one minute is nothing. You know, it is just a, you know, we didn't live up to what we put on the plaque situation. We'll do better next time. Right. (laughs) Uh, Nothing of substance there. Yeah. And there's, this is just all the different posts from people in Hong Kong on Twitter. Of course. I mean, 
There's just like you can you can find this on social media if you search anywhere. Yeah, it, it's we we all knew that BlizzCon this year was going to be a shit show because of this particular situation, uh, and it really does. Uh, it it really does need to be, you know, it, it needs to be addressed way more than that one minute. Uh, it needs to be, you know, it they need to ag- acknowledge what happened, you know, and right now all they acknowledge is that they moved too fast on something and they fucked up. Yeah. And that's, that's it. They didn't even name what that something was. They didn't fucking well, say that they were going to ruin people's lives. Uh, you know, I'm not sure it's, if this guy's, you know, if the casters were actually, you know, if they can get a job elsewhere, you know, there's other people affected by this. It's, it's, it, it, it's what, a, it steamrolls. What I really got from it was we shouldn't have said this publicly. I did not get the. I, did, I didn't give my stamp of approval before it went out the door. Yeah. That's, I, that's I kind of the, what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean. I got the. We're, we're sorry it was said out loud, but. What we got was corporate speech. I didn't speech. get the. I didn't get the. We're sorry it was said at all. Right. What we got was corporate speak for yeah. you know for it sh- uh, that it shouldn't have happened as fast as it did. Not that it shouldn't have happened at all. Like the only thing I agree is that you shouldn't be making a political statement like that in the arena, right? So there's that. It's the way that they handled it and the way they – it's the way – it's their reaction to it, right? It's their pulling the guy from the stream, pulling the guy from the tournament, pulling his winnings, all these things, right? They could have – they could have addressed it and said, hey, this isn't the right arena for this, right? Right. And then if he made those statements on Twitter or whatever else, that's fine, right? But it's the way that they handled it and it's the adverse reaction they're getting from – all so, sides at this point. So, uh, and I'm and I'm going to uh, I'm going to play the other side here for a second. I'm uh, I'm I'm going to stand on the Blizzard side, and I'm going to ask you one question: How would you have handled it? How would you? What would you have done differently? I mean, I'm not defending Blizzard here. I'm just asking how how would you handle that already, particular situation? Without ch- causing a geopolitical issue, I'm not at a level to understand that. I mean, I'm just, just I'm just all I know is yes. what I saw was wrong, right? And the catalyst to this being the part that it was is they already are have people on their board, right? That are you know that are directing a lot of money from China, right? Right. So that puts them in a precarious position, right there. Well, I mean, there's there's ways of handling this that could have been uh, could have been done differently that wouldn't have sparked a geopolitical issue. It would have been more of like a policy situation, right? You and know, it could have just said, "Hey, we been, can." It, it could have been like a month's suspension. He can't be on, you know, he can't be on uh, the the feeds and. There could have been nothing happening to the you know to the casters, the two people who were interviewing him at the time. Right. It'd if be they like, hadn't fired the casters, and I think if they had just like suspended him from the match, right, for for a policy violation, you, you cannot uh, you cannot continue to participate in this particular arena because you violated our policy when it comes to right. political stances. Right. And so, like, if you'd have done something like that, right, 
I don't think they'd have gotten the backlash, and no. if they'd have let the casters stay on, yeah, like I think they would be in a different spot today. But they made a really poor decision, right? You know, they went with the uh, with, with a, a one year suspension, zero funds, and well, they well they did the like, same. They did a very light version of uh-huh. what countries that are in high citizen or high censorship, like a a very. Mm-hmm. Very something very akin to what China would do, aside from the fact that they would it could imprison you yeah, or or you just disappear. Yeah, right. Like they didn't go that far, but they disappeared him from the match and they disappeared the casters and they fired everybody immediately. Right. They're like, oh, we need your money, China. Please forgive us. We just did this. Right. Well, and that was the impression they left so, anybody that has a free sense of here self. Here's the one thing I would say. Should should the cat. From a company standpoint, from a corporate standpoint, should the should the casters probably have been, uh, if not suspended indefinitely, fired for the comments they made during a public stream? Probably yes, but I mean, I don't if if there was any reason, any reason for a corporation to totally use the we are going to investigate this situation line yeah that would have been a perfect that should have been done and in no way should any executive of the company which is what happened Mm -hmm. no executive of the company should have spoken one side of this issue or the other at all it should have been just an investigation, and then it would have been swept under the rug, and nothing would have happened. No, you know, no controversy. The here's the thing. It's still I do a not bad situation, want, but while I understand what's happening over in Hong Kong is bad, and I really feel for those people, and that situation should not be happening at all. Did there you know is the- not. There is not a corporation on this planet. That I want to see take sides on an issue until until it's absolutely apparent yeah. that one side is in the wrong or not. And I'm sorry, if your employees are speaking to the correct side of an issue, you say it's under investigation, you feel it out, and then you speak to one side or the other. But... I actually prefer my corporations not to take a side publicly. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand where That's, you're coming from. Yeah. You know, in in this particular situation. Yeah. They would have been uh, if they had instead of going out like they did and saying, you know, fuck him, he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be able to compete. He's not going to get any money because of these rules. Da 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 da. Oh, and the casters were were. You know, we're distancing ourselves from the casters. If they had just said, you know, the players under suspension, the you know, the situation's going to be you know investigated, and just left it at that, and did all of the other shit in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, from a PR standpoint, that is kind of what we expect from a corporation, a and b. It would have left the decision to, you know, release the casters and, you know, and stuff, it was still would have sucked, right? I mean, it's not going to be a good situation. Honestly, it really was kind of fucked from the beginning. But yep. um, 
but the amount of damage that you know that blizzard took as you know from a pr standpoint from how they handled it uh is much greater than it could have been uh you yeah. know you know it should have been way less it could have been a minor blip in you know in a geopolitical thing it might have been brought up once or twice but once you start getting lawmakers on the U- in the U.S. involved, you know, drafting up a letter to Blizzard saying, hey, you guys fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you- you've done something wrong. The crazy thing is this has gone way beyond game news. Right. You know, right. Like the top stories right now are the New York Times. Right. And it's explaining why people are protesting Blizzard. Right. You've got Vice, Variety, and then you've got some of the gaming um, stuff that's actually, you know, Kotaku obviously posted something. Right. And PC Gamer is actually where I sourced a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, GameSpot's talking about that. Like, it's one of the yeah. highest, you know, there's a GoFundMe that popped up for protesting BlizzCon. Oh, of course. I mean, CNET, uh, NeoGAF. It's going to be all over the place, um, and, and mainly because ESPN has a story on this. Well, it's esports; they're gonna they're gonna get they're they're gonna dip their toes in it. Yep. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Forbes has a story. On ESPN, this. the Ocho will fucking t- touch that. A little I bit. love the Ocho. <laughs> Washington Post. Uh, the uh, it's Bloomberg. It, I'm just yeah, it, you know, it's going to continue on, insider, yeah. right? Like I'm just continuing to go on here. Huffington Post, Herald, and Publicist. Well, it's it's an example. If anything, I mean, it's not just games anymore. It's an example of uh, you know an American company taking a stance on a you know on uh, an issue on foreign soil. CNBC, and it could it could be Hong Kong and China. It could be South Korea, North Korea. It could be, you know, the Middle East. It could be any place, really, that has any kind of, you know, uh, uh, any kind of political strife. If a, you know, if an American company takes a stand, you know, and has a, you know, vested interest in that, com- you know, that country or that region, uh, then, you know, you've got corporations possibly – causing yeah. issues on an international scale. Well, and let's let's face it. When it comes to this situation, Blizzard was fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. Um, they were more fucked if, if he didn't say something. True. Right. But, but he didn't say enough. There was they never talked be, about what that accountability looked like. He yeah, never right. talked about what their well, follow-through is. And even if they just the, acknowledged it. Even if the situation hadn't happened directly like this, this was going to come up for them eventually because of how big Hong Kong China all those all those Asian countries are for their for their player base right it was going to show up I mean Starcraft being a thing in if, South Korea for instance is, yeah. it's gonna be a thing if I was if I were blizzard before that tournament even happened, because all the entire situation in China and Hong Kong hap, happened several days before. Right. Day two, I have all of my employees from streamers to executives to everyone else 
prepared for this is going to come up mm-hmm. when it does. This is what you do. This is our stance on it, and this is what you do. Yeah. The streamers were caught off guard, really, because, yeah. I mean, he... You know, so, this is really a result of piss-poor planning. Well, true. Uh, you know, and while I don't speak Chinese, and I don't understand anything that happened uh, on, a, uh, on a vocal level, like, it wasn't translated for me, outside of the fact of what he said, right? Yeah. Um, all I saw the streamers do was basically bow their heads and, and try to hide behind their monitors. If they had ended the stream or cut to a different fucking thing, or I think that's what they were trying to do in the beginning anyway, was just get this, you know, get get this off the screen, yep. right? Um, but they couldn't get it right, so they just kind of hid. I mean, the fuck? What what would I do if I was a streamer? I'd get up and fucking walk away. You know, I mean, I'm I'm out of there. You know, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Fuck this. You know, and and that was their way of doing just that. So, I'm, I mean, sure, you know, it's a fucked up thing. I kind of get stuck on the whole, uh, the you know, the but, streamer, the caster part, because honestly, I don't think they did anything wrong. Outside of, you know, performing in an interview and having something fucked up happen during the interview... And failing to hit the fucking switch scene button on their fucking OBS. That's basically all that they just right. needed. They needed their Elgato stream deck set up to fucking, like, commercial break. I don't fucking but know. The other feeling I got from <laughs> just his man and a half messages, Blizzard's really not taking a stance in that. You know? That, the, makes, that makes me kind of... To be honest, I'm... You know, that's... If you're not going to, if you're not going to have a stance on the, on the side of humanity, then don't have a stance at all, and that's all right with me. Well, I mean, okay. If you're if you're not going to stand on the right side, don't stand anywhere. Fucking bare fucking minimum. This is what I look uh, looked at from BlizzCon. What I wanted to see from BlizzCon is I wanted to see something to bring me back to trusting blizzard again what i yeah. got was not that oh yeah yeah no. i'm among a myriad of announcements you can look up on your own there were things revealed yes things <laughs> things were said at blizzcon but for uh, for the most part i could care less because they're not going to get a dollar from me until they win back my trust and it's going to be a hard fought fucking victory for them because at this point, I'm not even looking at what they've got. You know, what what they're describing, you know, what fucking games they're fucking working on. I'm not I was, even worried about any of that. I think, I feel like, you know, we're not a big show like a Bombcast or something like that. Like, we're a show with a few thousand listeners. But I will say this show with a few thousand listeners is, I feel like, and I, I, I feel like it's an easy continuing story that I'm going to continue to sound until I've either beaten a dead horse to death and they never win my trust back. Yeah. Or they do something better than what they have. Well, I mean... The only thing they've done so far, and I've been doing some digging. I multitask fairly well. I've been listening and commenting and digging for other stories. And it looks like I couldn't find anything about if they gave him his windings back. They removed him from a one-year suspension to a six-month suspension. And... and 
so, I mean, it's still kind of a kick in the nuts. I understand he's going to end up getting suspended for doing what he did. I mean, from a realistic standpoint, you don't take a political stance during a fucking gaming. You know, game, you know, you know he can take some solacin as he brought attention to what's going on. Exactly. And I mean, he, he, so he gave up quite a bit to bring attention to something. Right or wrong in the way that he did it, he did do that. Yeah. And, and now the entire world knows the plight of, you know, what's going on in Hong Kong. He did what he wanted to do. Well, people I know that don't even a, game, like, started asking me, what's BlizzCon? Right. Right? Like, what's that all about? Right? Because they know that I game, so they wanted to know. And right. I've had to kind of explain this and point people to different stories a few times right. in the last couple of weeks kind of over this controversy. That's Because it just keeps hitting headlines. So I mean, I agree with and you, I, and I think part of that too is just, again, and I'll, I'll wax less political here in a second, but I think that the free speech element for people this side of the world is such a big deal, yeah. Because everybody, no matter how you believe in this country, really believe in free speech. It gives us the opportunity to make fools of ourselves, but it also gives us the point of get the possibility of getting our point across without fear of imprisonment or anything else further than that. Uh, I mean, yeah. Like you still pay you still pay consequences for free speech, but the consequences aren't martial nor are they legal to that degree. You know what I mean? Like you can say some really fucking awful things and people will you'll pay the price in a in a public forum, right? And I'm not just talking about the internet, but I mean just in general. But for that purpose, though, that gives people the opportunity to say the things that need to be said, too, when it isn't popular. Yep. So, um, Jason, can you give us something lighter than that? <laughs> <laughs> can we have something less heavy, please? I can. I can. Hang on. <laughs> I got to wake my computer back up. Wow. Yeah, we can. So, we waxed a little long. A uh, couple, uh, couple of days ago. EA and Valve uh, both announced that uh, they will be bringing EA access to Steam um, and EA games, which have not been on Steam for qu- quite a few years, uh, back to Steam. So okay. So so would you would you say that EA has finally realized that their origin launcher is not going to be able to get them the numbers they need? Because I don't even open it. It's not installed. Yeah, I mean... I forget about new EA releases on PC until they hit Steam. Right. Well, they're not getting their... uh, their, Yeah. So it's not getting the numbers they need. It's an extra launcher. They're looking at the controversy between Steam and Epic Games, I'm sure. That's probably one of the major reasons why they decided to go and, and, and just get into Steam again. Um, what I have heard, though, is that it's still going to require the Origin launcher to launch the games. Whatever. But you can buy the games on Steam and have them in your Steam library. Which, I mean, Ubisoft's games are the same way. You buy them on Steam and you have you you well, that's install. That's actually Uplay. thinking of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how yeah. far removed I've been from yeah. EA at this point. Yeah. So. You know, you play as a thing, and it's an, an entire launcher into itself. And you get your little you play points to spend on cosmetics across different platforms. I, I guess. Um, I mean, I did that with Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I guess. But it, it's basically they're just doing the same thing that, you know, 
you know, Ubisoft is doing. Yep. Which is okay. I mean, from from my standpoint as as a gamer, I like to have most of my stuff in a spot and at most a couple spots, but not spread out throughout all of the spots, right? Uh, and I installed Origin once. Uh, I think I installed Origin to play the Anthem beta, and then I in- uninstalled it. I uninstalled everything because, goddamn. Uh, but um, I uh, I haven't had Origin on my PC for a while. Right. Um, I, I, it's been a few years for me, I, actually. So I can't even remember what I got on there. Probably Dragon Age. The first, yeah. Yep. So I mean that was that was the major thing for me. The last time I used uh, Origin was uh, Dragon Age uh, Inquisition, I think it was. Yeah, and I just ended up playing it on console. Right. You know, I I ended up playing it on PC, but that's the last time I actually used Origin. I had never really purchased games through Origin. Maybe that one, and that was it. Uh, so it being on Steam gives you know gives players another option cuz game, steam uh, games on steam they tend to have better sales you know origin i don't it just know. has crazy visibility that's why yeah and yeah it does have crazy visibility so you know ea's making a marketing play you know they're they're appealing to a massive market when they add their games to steam so yeah, yeah. i I, I, yeah, I don't want to really uh, speculate too much, but I imagine the amount of people that view the Steam homepage versus the amount of people that view you play homepage on a daily basis, or Origin, or any of the, you know, or yeah, yeah. Origin. See, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, again, um, I'd imagine Steam and its 50 million plus users versus their tiddlywinks. I, I open up Steam every day. I haven't opened up Origin in months. Yeah, I'm opening it up right. on my phone. Exactly. So and. and it's it, it's done at a strategic time too because you know because before this you weren't able to pre-order or uh or purchase the new Star Wars game uh that's coming out next month. Yep. Um but now there's a Steam page for it so you can you know put it on a wish list and you know and purchase so it there. Steam usually has 14. One five million concurrent users, and there are 125 million active Steam accounts. Uh, that's a fuckload of eyes. And that was as of 2015. Yeah, that's a fuckload <laughs> of eyes. I mean that you know that's only grown oh, in the last no. four years. <laughs> no, it has more. Yeah. Steam now has one billion accounts and 90 million active users. 90 million. That was April 30th of this year. Okay, 90. Million. That's a big amount of growth. That was 2015 at four years. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dota happened, so there's that. Um, in the last four years, so let's, just the, you know, just having total, the Dota championships. What's the on, name of that platform again? On Steam, Origin, dude. Origin. You can't even fucking remember it. That's how fucking memorable it is. Uh, Origin, as in like, yeah, Origin. Not I can't orange. find anything. <laughs> wow. You can't find statistics for it. So It's that bad. Uh, moving on, uh, BioWare's lost another lead developer, uh, uh, Chad Robertson, who led their Austin studio. Um, 
was involved with Knights of the Old Republic and Anthem. Boy. Has left. Boy. Um, so there you go. BioWare's uh, losing developers left and right. They're losing heads is, yeah. is what they're doing. It's, I, I just, mean, I think Anthem died. Well, Anthem's dead. I mean, honestly, Anthem is dead. Like, it is a game that failed. It's, uh, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to resurrect it. And I, and I understand that they absolutely need to, to be able to, you know, to get back. They need to have a turnaround like No Man's Sky had, you know, a turnaround of people who go back to the game now that it's good. Um, the thing is, is, uh, having, you know, played the Anthem beta, because I didn't get any farther than that. Uh, and then now playing Destiny 2, you know, there is, I mean, Anthem is the biggest fucking ripoff of a fucking game I've ever seen. It, it, it wants to be Destiny so bad that it hurts. Uh, and it failed at everything there. Like, the, the class system in Anthem is basically ripped directly from Destiny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Anthem is already dead to me and it does not surprise me one bit that people are moving on. Right. Um, and then, uh, another thing I've found interesting cause I didn't even know this existed. Um, apparently for quite a while now. Twitch Prime has also been offering free games, uh, similar to Epic. Sometimes, um, yes. So they released a, a list of games for November, and that list consists of Darksiders 2. Pick it up. God. It's it's the closest Available thing to... everywhere. It's the closest right. thing to a Zelda game without being a Zelda game. Get I it. absolutely right. agree. Darksiders 2 is uh, fantastic. Planet Alpha. I haven't played that, though. Sword Legacy Omen. Or that one. Turmoil. Or that one. And Double Cross. Or that one. Darksiders, an easy pick, though. <laughs> yeah, it requires you to link it to your Twitch account, by the way. That's fine. Yeah. I mean... And it's your Amazon it's Prime your account Amazon with Prime. your Twitch account, which are both fairly secure. I, I already have that done, because if Warframe you, skins. Well, no, if you uh, – well, true. Yeah, I, that that happened. But if you have Amazon Prime and you don't have it linked to your Twitch, um, you're missing out anyway. There, There is quite a number of uh, Twitch Prime uh, benefits for doing that. Uh, they do uh, little like consumable item content drops for uh, certain games. Uh, I think um, Dauntless was one of them recently. Uh, they did World of Tanks uh, f- uh, a while back. Uh, quite a few other uh, other things. Plus, you get one free Twitch membership, so you right. can drop a sub to whoever you're watching that you that you like uh, for free each month. It doesn't auto renew. You have to go back and actually hit the subscribe button the next month. But every thirty you know every thirty days, you get essentially a five dollar sub for free. Which is, it's a nice little benefit. Uh, And if you're already paying for Amazon Prime, might as well. Right. You know? 
and now you get fucking games. They've done games before. I think they had Super Hot at one point, uh, where you could get it for free. Uh, but yeah, Darksiders two, the, the definitive edition, uh, definitive edition. Sorry, um, definitely worth picking up. Good, you know, good game. I liked it. It is a really good game. Um, also this week, uh, Snapshot Games released announced their release date for Phoenix Point. When it will be available via the when, Epic when, Game Store when, when, Tuesday, December third, and it should be on Game Pass. When, 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 yeah, when, when. December third, December third. So it's so it's going to be on. Yeah, I see this now. Um, yeah. I'm wearing a XCOM shirt. Uh, right? now, <laughs> early access editions of the game for PC will be available starting November 8th. Oh, damn. That's not too far away from you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't want to play the new, uh, the early access version of it. Yeah. Um, That's where they're going to work out the last of the kinks. Right. So um, if it's going to be Phoenix on... Point will not actually be coming to console until first quarter next year. Eh. I can see that. They did the same thing with XCOM, I think. Um, so, if it being on Game Pass, it's going to be on PC Game Pass, though, right? That's what it's been rumored. So, if it doesn't end up being on PC Game Pass, I'll probably buy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were going to buy a, it anyway. That was my most anticipated game this year. It was right. that and then The Outer Worlds. Right. So... Outer Worlds already taken care of. It's a single player experience. There's no extra DLC to play. I'll probably play it a couple more times to think, get my fill of it. Yeah, like it, love it, move on. Yeah, and for the price of Game Pass, it's a stupid easy. Yeah, easy, easy sale. Um, yeah, I'll probably uh, I'll probably play that one too. Uh, as long as it's on Game Pass, I wasn't expecting to buy it uh, unless you bought it and said, "Dude, you need to play this game." Uh, but if it's on Game Pass, I'll I'll pick it up. I mean, why not? <laughs> and that's what I had. Oh, okay, cool. Justin, do you have anything? No, I think we've we've gotten through quite a bit on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything of note that I want to talk about. So with that, Jason, where can you find us? Find us now on Spotify and iTunes, rate us, review us. Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. And our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TiltCast. Find some friends of this show. Find Cabbage Gabbage, who's tied to the show. Um, You can find videos actually on the website here at TiltCast.com. You can also find other friends of the show. We have NoQuarters.net. And we have bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv. They do great things, and they also do the pubcast with John from Curso. Oh, yeah. So that's the end of the show. All right. Peace.